The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. How about that Jeremy Guthrie tonight? And how about that Billy Butler tonight? His bat started to come to life. Both things are great and led directly to the Royals picking up this important game against Chicago. Welcome in. It's your dish. Yeah, for game three here on Clubhouse Conversation, a three to one Royal victory. I'm taking a deep breath right now because this game was key tonight. The Royals could not afford to get swept at home and have a losing homestand, especially after a homestand that started 2-0 and with you know a split against Baltimore looking so good coming into this series. So the Royals are not happy with the homestand at 5-4, and four, not happy with the series against White Sox, but they at least salvaged this game. It gets them back to 500 at 23-23 and 23 before starting a tough stretch in Anaheim. Gets them back to 6-15 and 15 against the Central. Even gained a game on Detroit. Probably doesn't matter, but hey, we gained a game on Detroit. We're right there for the wild card. And it's all thanks to the pitching again tonight of Jeremy Guthrie. More on that here in a little bit. But yeah, it was it was disappointing early in this game. In the third and fourth innings, the Royals had golden opportunities both innings to blow this game open and or at least get a lead. They had six hits, as a matter of fact, between the third and fourth innings. Six hits, all singles, scoring just one run. We'll start in the third inning when Pedro Siriaco got a knock. And went to second on that hit-and-run play with Brett Hayes, who had horrible luck. Brett did his job at the ball to the right side. Happened to be right at Adam Dunn, who was about the only guy over there on the entire right side. Did move Syriaco to second base, which was nice. And that was able to tie the game after Noria Oki got a hit. All right, then Alcides Escobar delivers a hit. The game's 1-1. to Escobar gets a knock. That puts runners at first and third for KC with two outs. But... Alas, Eric Hosmer, despite a nice long at bats, could not deliver that big hit as it grounded out 3-1, and the inning ended in a 1-1 tie. So, oh, well, the Royals got the game tied. Okay, shake it off, go to the fourth. And that's kind of when you got really frustrated, isn't it? Billy Butler gets a single, then Alex Gordon flies out, but then Valencia and Kane single. So you've got the bases loaded with one out. In a 1-1 game, and you think to yourself, surely this is where we get a knock or a sack fly and, and take this game over, right? Bases loaded, one out. Well, Pedro Siriaco, as he's done in the majority of his at-bats here in KC, granted small sample size, but was up there hacking at the first pitch, grounded into a 1-2-3 double play, and then the Royals squander that bases loaded, one out opportunity, get no runs there. So you've had six hits in the third and fourth, one run, and then the offense pretty much dried up for the most part until the eighth inning. But luckily... Jeremy Guthrie stepped up to the plate. He was a stopper. He's a veteran. Dayton looks at Jeremy Guthrie for innings. You know, eat those innings up. Keep your team in the ball game. Be a great clubhouse guy. Be a great guy in the community. Oh, and pitch a hell of a game, which Guthrie did. Seven innings, one run on only three hits. Two strikeouts, two walks, 100 pitches on the nose. Way to go, Jeremy Guthrie, keeping this team in the game. So great to see Guthrie go out there and throw that kind of game, especially after you'd had a couple of disappointing starting you know, efforts the last two nights with Vargas and Ventura. It was important the Royals got some innings and got a win tonight. Thank you, Jeremy Guthrie, from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> Thank you from Royals Nation. Then you got a scoreless inning. Give Wade Davis some big-time credit. Good grief. His normal 2Ks. Do we even, you know, even need to talk about him striking out two every inning from now on? It's just like clockwork. He did it again. And that allowed the Royals to set the stage there 
in the bottom of the eighth. Now, Nori Aoki, a tip of the cap to him as well. There's one out. Nori has two strikes on him and drops down a bunt. We saw him think about doing that the other night. He did it tonight, got the bunt on, and that started the rally. Nori Aoki, one out bunt. Then Alcides Escobar, a hustle double, putting runners at second and third. And you think, okay, wow, this is going to happen here. They're going to pitch to Hosmer. They didn't. They walked Eric. Smart move with Billy Butler coming up, the right-on-right -right matchup, and the fact that Billy does have the knack for hitting the double plays from time to time. But Billy, not tonight. wasn't going to happen because he's starting to hit now. He got down to the count 0-2, and you thought to yourself, no, not another fourth inning here. No, come on, guys. Billy was not going to let that happen. 0-2, worked the count a little bit, got a pitch out over that he could drive to right, hit a nice little rope to deep right field. Sack fly, puts the Royals up 2-1. to one. That's one good at bat, right? Well, then two more came. Alex Gordon draws a walk. Nice at bat by Alex. 3-1, he had a chance to go up there hacking at a pitch low and in. He didn't. He said, you know what? You want to walk me? That's fine. Danny Valencia will get the job done. And he did. He walked. Another great at bat, scoring Escobar to put the Royals up 3-1, to one, and that's all they need is Greg Holland worked around a hit and a walk in a scoreless ninth. But let's talk about Billy Butler. Nice game for him. He had a hit early to go along with the RBI, and don't forget the flyout to the right center field fence. We've seen Billy in the last three weeks, I should say last week, not three weeks, the last week, maybe in the last three games, hit three balls to the warning track or the fence at the K. And all oppo field, too, which is a good sign. So Billy Butler is getting damn close to getting on a little run here. I mean, he's already hitting lots of singles, a couple doubles sprinkled on there. He's hitting the ball hard. He's having better at bats. He's lifting the ball now. Billy's hitting the ball harder. It's great to see. The Royals need that. So good job for Billy Butler. Nice game tonight. Great at bat there in the eighth inning. And nice to see him hitting the ball with some authority, even though he's been making some outs throughout the series. Those balls are gone in several other parks now. Speaking of which, gone. Well, the Royals now head to Anaheim at 23-23, and 23, or L.A., or Fullerton, or Orange County, whatever the hell they call themselves these days. Is it L.A.? Anaheim? I don't know where they play. I think it's Fullerton. No, I don't know. It's right around the room. It's a beautiful park. I've been there before. But the Angels come in 25-20 and 20 as we record this. They're currently tied with Houston 1-1. to -1. Let's hope they win that game. You never want to face a team coming off of a tough series against a poor team. So we want, Houston, we want the Angels to win that game tonight and then be due for some losses when the Royals come to town. So it's tough to break down the pitching too much in this series, but it does stack up fairly favorably for the Royals. You've got Danny Duffy and C.J. Wilson on Friday. Wilson's 5-3, and three, a 3-1-6, always going to be tough. So the Royals are going to need another similar effort to what they got from Danny Duffy in his last start. You know, six, seven innings, a two-run ball. It's going to be tough to do much against Wilson. It's going to be interesting in that game. Are, are we going to have Salvador Perez on Friday? Are we going to have Omar Infante? It's going to be interesting to see what the Royals do at that point. I would imagine one of the two will probably be back on Friday and then probably one of the two when the, you know, the Royals come home on Monday against the Astros. It seems like they're both kind of iffy on playing Friday, so I just get the feeling one will be back for this series and one will be back for Houston. So hopefully, I guess if we have the pick, we probably want Salvi back first. Get him back in there for his defensive prowess, number one, but his bat. And Omar, you know, get well, Omar. We need you. Give Omar's back a couple more days. So let's hope they're both back, but let's hope for at least one of them on Friday. So that'll it's tough to break down that game because of that. You don't know what the Royals are going to throw out there exactly. And then the Angels are TBA on Saturday and Sunday with their starters. So not too much analysis to be done. James Shields goes on Saturday. Jason Vargas on Sunday. So, I mean, the Royals got three pretty good pitchers. Duffy and Shields, arguably their two hottest starters right now with you know Ventura being right up there. 
Hell, Guthrie threw a one-run game tonight. He's right up there, too. All these guys. Vargas is the cold guy in the rotation right now, and he's still having a hell of a year, too. So the Royals do have some pretty good guys going. Left, right, left. Duffy, Shields, Vargas. I like it. A mix of experience with Shields and Vargas against a very professional Angels lineup, a good Angels team. Let's go in there and dream a little bit. Let's take two out of three. That's the goal. Two out of three. This Royals team is good enough if they're competing for a wild card. If they're a, a plus 500 team, you got to expect to win two out of three. Now, will you? It depends on the pitching matches. Probably not. But you, you just need to at least get one, obviously, in this series, at the least. That gets you home against Houston one under. I hate talking like this, but you almost need the sweep against Houston now, don't you? After losing two out of three to the White Sox, getting swept by the Twins, you got to make up some of that ground that you lost in series where you should have won the series. So you almost have to sweep Houston, which is not going to be easy. Probably they'll take two out of three in that series, which realistically is fine. That put the Royals at five and one against Houston. That's a nice season against the Astros. But anyway, let's focus on the Angels. Let's go in there, get at least one, hope for two. We'll be able to know, you know better probably by Friday afternoon where we're at you know, with pitching matchups and then Fonte and Perez. It's kind of hard to predict that series right now. Plus, it's still 48 hours away from getting going there, that late West Coast game on Friday night. But we'll be here Friday night late. Covering it for you here on Clubhouse Conversation. Nice win for the Royals tonight. At the end of the day, there's obviously things to be worried about with the offense. It was still 5 to nothing White Sox for home runs in this series. But the Royals found a way to get one game. It's, there's no point in talking about the offense and beating that drum over and over and over and over and over again. We all know about the stats. We all know about the inefficiency with Royals in scoring position, the inefficiency in getting on base in the first place. So we'll just... Be thankful that Jeremy Guthrie and Wade Davis and Greg Holland were on our team tonight. And that defense they have behind them as the Royals get it done. And hopefully we just keep waiting. Like I keep saying, even if this Royals offense is average to slightly below Major League average, you know, which it obviously looks like it's trending that way. Even if that's the case, they will get hot for a couple, three weeks at a time. They will score a number of runs. So. You know, they had six the last couple of games, but the first game here against the White Sox, it really should have been probably three. The White Sox defense directly contributed to three of those six, so that was kind of a cheap six. And then yesterday it came late, no home runs, very limited extra base hits. It, just, it didn't feel legit. I'm talking like legit home runs, legit extra base hits for the Royals, better approach, more walks. That stuff will happen coming up soon for the Royals. So just hover around 500, try to get a little bit above, and go on that run. Oh, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid again. You want some? Welcome to the life of a bipolar Royals fan. Good night, and we'll talk to you again Friday.